Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Through the Eyes of a Therapist podcast. I'm Crystal Martinez Acosta, licensed professional counselor, board certified therapist. Today, we have a recurring guest on the show, Jen Reeves, certified sex therapist, and she gives us her take on the show on Netflix called Sex Education. We hope you enjoy this episode. And remember, if you want to get in touch with me, please go to www.throughtheeyesofatherapist.org. Okay, so we are back. Welcome to Through the Eyes of a Therapist. And today we have a guest who you may recognize from a previous episode on sex therapy and becoming a sex therapist. We have the wonderful Jen Reeves. Hi. Hello again. Thanks for coming back onto the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back. I'm so excited about this episode. Well, I'm always excited to talk to you because we always get to talk about sex stuff. So that's always fun. Um, You're one of the very few sex therapists that I know. Um, And today we're going to be talking about a show on Netflix that's called Sex Education. We should just go ahead and get started. Yeah, so, you know, be prepared. There may be a couple of spoilers in in this, in talking about this. I'm going to try and keep them at a minimum, but some of them I may not be able to help. But um, it's basically, the main person is Aza Butterfield, who plays this kid named Otis, who is the son of a sex therapist played by Jillian Anderson. And what ends up happening is he gets quote-unquote hired to be a sex therapist for the kids in his school by one of the other characters so he kind of reads his mom's books and and will ask his mom some questions here and there um, and then takes them back to school and does sex therapy for the kids there and then of course we, we get a look at her as a sex therapist and kind of her life and her relationships as well and the relationships of Aza's close friends. So I, I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's a very smart show um, and definitely worth the, worth the watch. It's only eight episodes. It, it's, a, it's an English show, so it's got a little bit of that dry British humor, but I love dry British humor, so I, I like the show a lot. Yeah, I think it's really funny. Um, <laughs> I almost feel bad laughing at kind of like what happens to this kid. Think about, I think as a therapist, right? Mm-hmm. Like what the mom is doing because the mom's a sex therapist. Oh, and then it's like, <laughs> I don't know if this is okay with me. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> she's, she's, she's different. Yeah. She's yeah, different. she is. Yeah. Um, and I think, what else is really smart about the show is that it tackles this topic of like sex in adolescence. And I don't really know. I mean, I think we see some like sex scenes in like movies and in some shows, um, teenagers having sex and like having this like age appropriate kind of relationship with their bodies and like exploration. But I don't think there's, other shows or maybe I don't know of them right now but I have never really seen a show that's totally focused on this kind of topic 
So I think it's important because teenagers are having sex. And whether we like it or not. um, (laughs) So I think it's interesting how they kind of like try to tackle some of these subjects like myths about sex and like the physical aspect but also the emotional aspect anyway we could probably go on and on about that but yeah definitely and and there you know i I guess a forewarning if you do decide to watch the show there is nudity there are scenes that are somewhat graphic as far as the sex scenes go um and and that may be a little disconcerting for some because they most of the sex scenes are um, people that are supposed to be teenagers. Obviously, they're not teenagers in real life, um, but they are teenagers on the show. So just a little heads up on that. Yeah, that's a good point. It might not be for everybody, like that level of graphic kind of representation of teenage sex. Um, right. But yeah, that's a good point. And you already brought up spoiler alerts. So like... <laughs> If you haven't seen it and you're interested in watching it, maybe don't listen to the rest of the podcast until you're done. Um, yeah. So yeah. I I know that you're a practicing sex therapist and you've been doing yes. this for a while. Can you kind of yes. remind us like how long you've been doing this? And yeah. Um, so I, I have been in the field of therapy in general since 2006, so 13 years. Um, and initially, I was working with. Um, trauma, sexual trauma, so foster care kids and and girls that were in the JDC program um, that, you know, for prostitution and whatnot. And then when I went back to school, I knew I wanted to be, I knew I wanted to, to get my certification in sex therapy. So I have been now a licensed marriage and family therapist um, since 2012 and a certified sex therapist since 2015. I think <laughs> I should know that by now. It's been a while. <laughs> I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> and, and I, and I work primarily, most of my clients are sex therapy cases. Um, I work with individuals and couples, um, I, of, of all walks of life, you know, that are dealing with, you know, anything from sexual trauma to desire discrepancy within a relationship to things like erectile dysfunction and out of control sexual behavior just to name a few. Yep, which makes you totally more than qualified to talk about this show <laughs> and critique it because I can't wait to hear what you have to say about these characters. Um, I want to start with my first question about sure. the sex therapist, so the, the mom. Yeah. And her name is Jean. Jean. Yeah. So Jean is a sex therapist on the show who has a son. A teenage yes. son. And I just kind of want to hear your opinion on, like, what you think they did with the portrayal of this sex therapist on this show. Yeah, so some things are very interesting. Um, spoiler alert, we're fixing to go on here. One of the people that she thinks is a client that comes in, I guess, is having some, some stuff with his scrotum. And this is her first session with him. And she dives right into... So tell me about your first experience with your scrotum. And that is not how I would do it. (laughs) I don't know. Like, you're not going to dive in like that. She's a little bit abrasive, in my opinion. And and some of the, it shows her doing some therapy with one of the other couples. And she just, 
yeah, she's a little bit abrasive and, and dives into things. And actually, I don't think she's portrayed super well um, as a sex therapist, as a sex therapist. There's also, well, it doesn't come out and say it. It's, you might think she's having sex with some of her clients. Um, it doesn't say that they are her clients, but it kind of seems to allude to it. So, I'm, so don't hold me to that, that they are her clients. But if they are, that's definitely a huge no-no anywhere. We, we definitely don't have sex. No therapist is supposed to have sex with their clients, and, and especially not sex therapists. That is not, that is not at all what we do. Um, but one of the things that they do get right, that at least I think that they get right, is that if you look at her office, she has a lot of sex books and a lot of um, sexual apparatuses around her office to be able to, to show clients and to utilize with her clients. And, and that's that's pretty accurate. We have we tend to have a plethora of things to pull out for show and tell, for lack of a better way of putting it. We don't they don't actually use any of these in the office. They're just to kind of show them some options of what's going on. So different size dildos or dilators for, for people that are working with vaginismus issues, graphs of the whole vulva area, graphs of uh, male genitalia area, all of that stuff. We we definitely keep those some of those things on hand or, or at least nearby for us to be able to go get. The other aspect that is a little bit different is that she does therapy out of her house, right? And there are plenty of therapists that do do therapy out of their house I got to be honest, as a sex therapist, some of the issues that we see, I would be very hesitant to do that. That doesn't mean there aren't sex therapists out there who do. I'm sure there are, but I would think that you would just have to feel very safe and secure with some of that. Um, so that's kind of my take on that. And then there are there is a little bit of here in America, we have the HIPAA compliance, um, you know, the health information privacy portal act i think is what it's called um and she does inadvertently cross lines on that end if uh if she were in america that that would be an issue because her son lives there he does see the clients at times and he really shouldn't um as well as one of the characters she mistakes for one of her clients and does not confirm who he is, what his name is, before sitting him down and diving into therapy. And then he says, I'm, I'm not here for that. <laughs> right. So, yeah. That, yeah. Those are good points. I think um, the first thing that you brought up was kind of like the apparatus stuff that's lying around the office you know I always wondered about that because I'm not a sex therapist right so I'm just thinking right. like maybe she's just like one of those really like eccentric people who likes to yeah. like decorate that way but now I know that makes sense it's like a therapeutic tool <laughs> like right. these are so therapy I, tools right yeah so I will say in my office specifically we do keep those things in a closet in the office it is not out in my office um and that's that's just a personal choice, you know, for 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 us there. But um, some therapists do have them out and about, and some do have them nearby. And that's what we we have them nearby, so we don't have to go too far to like pull out the examples that we might use. But so they are in our office, but they are not out and about like they are in her office. Her office is decked out with penises all over the walls, and that's a little much for me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And then the other thing that you mentioned is um, having therapy outside of her house. And I, th or, you know, I think 
even if you're not a sex therapist, that could potentially be a boundary issue. Like you said, there was all kinds of boundaries being broken, um, including possibly HIPAA, if she were in the United States, um, being subject to that, um, because people, well, not people, but her son specifically can see the clients and like nobody is really supposed to know um, right. who her patients are, who her clients are. Um, and then just kind of like that vulnerable position, I think, of having to work as a therapist from your home. Like, I don't yeah. know if I would be able to do that because then it's yeah. like you're bringing work home all the time, right? Like right. you can't really separate it. So that would be difficult for me to do, even if I'm not a sex therapist. So those yeah. are good points. Yeah. Um, I wanted to know also what your opinion is on kind of like her with her son. I feel bad for him <laughs> a lot. Oh my gosh, she's awful. I mean, she she comes from a good place and she's not I mean, she's not a bad mom, don't get me wrong on that, but like Oh my gosh, she does not respect his boundaries whatsoever. So, spoiler alert again, Otis has his own sexual issues. He does he cannot masturbate. He he has hang-ups about that. Um that actually stem you know, from you find out at towards the end of it that he walked in on his father, who's also a sex therapist, having sex with a client. And um, I think he ended up telling his mom about it when he was, you know, a couple years before the, the show actually starts taking place. And she kind of scars him and basically tells him to be careful with his penis in a lot of ways. And that creates this, this trauma for him that he has a hard time getting over. And then she, you know, he's, he asked her multiple times, don't go in my room, especially after one night he has like, or one day he has some nocturnal emissions and he tells her, please don't go in my room. She goes in there, finds his sheet with the sperm on it, and then proceeds to wash the sheets for him. And, you know, just, uh, just not, she does not boundaries whatsoever and she definitely puts him in the role of taking the place of um of her of her husband while she does not have sex with her son she does not even allude to wanting to have sex with her son she has multiple rotating partners for that um she puts the emotional aspect of a relationship on her son and you know and, and he tries to rebel against that while at the same time recognizing that his mom was hurt by his dad and so he can he obviously cares about his mom and wants to take care of her and be there for her but he also is trying to find his own autonomy at about 16 years old which at 16 you've kind of usually started to develop your own autonomy by then for, separate from your parents and she just won't she doesn't let go she she has a really hard time with that so I, yeah she she's got some issues there for sure yeah, I just, I watch the dynamic, and I just feel so bad for him. Like, yeah. I empathize with, like, his um, kind of sense of humiliation and, like, frustration yeah. with her. Um, and I think it's interesting that as a sex therapist, it's almost like she's kind of oblivious to it. And, right. <laughs> and, of course, like, as therapists, we're human and we have our own faults and we have, like, our own blind spots, especially in our own personal lives. So I don't necessarily blame her for that, right? Because we're not infallible and, like, yeah. we're not, like, totally on top of everything and, like, able to conceptualize, like, our families and, like... 
you know, doing that. But I just feel so bad. It's like, lady, yeah. do you realize yeah. what you're doing to your son? Um, yes. And then I think no. sex is so personal and um, intimate. And I think that she kind of like, like you said, like doesn't let him um, have his boundaries because I think he tries to set them, like, repeatedly with her. Oh, yes. Uh, like, don't do this, or don't show up here, or don't go into my room, or don't talk to this person. And she just violates and violates these boundaries. Yeah. And so I feel so bad. <laughs> yeah, like, even, I mean, and it, I, I just don't understand how she's so oblivious. Like, she ends up, in one of the episodes, smoking pot with this kid that comes over to do a study group with Otis and then proceeds to, in front of Otis, call out that kid on potential sex problems he might be having. And Otis is just over there like, oh my God, please, like, stop talking to him. Just stop, especially about sex. Like, A, stop getting high with this guy that came over here. And B, stop talking to him about sex. Like, oh, and and she doesn't she's so oblivious to to any of that it's i just oh my goodness i do i feel bad for him as well like she's she's a hot mess as far as that goes yeah and but we have to say i i feel like however right like okay this is all effed up right but like however he like somehow i don't know is influenced by her work or was has Definitely. been inspired right and like yeah. that's how he decides to kind of take this whole thing to school um right. so what do you think of that like what do you think of um kind of yeah. like how her work impacts him well so i will say that okay so one thing that she does get right as far as her relationship with otis goes is that she at least tries very hard to be open to listening to him talk about his sexual problems and encouraging him to come to her with any sex questions that he might have. So she's not shaming of the sex. She is very sex positive. And in fact, I think what she wants more than anything is for her son to masturbate at, at 16 because she thinks at 16 you should be masturbating. And so she wants him to experience a positive sexual relationship with himself and even potentially with others. So she does, I think, get that part right. She just goes about it in a funky way. Um, I don't know that that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I also want to know what you think about his work with when oh, he yeah, starts the, going yes. to school, yeah, right? Like, yeah, yeah, obviously, um, I, you know, and it. It may be him, it may, or it may be her, it may be his father, who is also a sex therapist. We don't get to see a whole lot of him and, and his influence on, on Otis as well. But, um, yeah, he definitely takes to heart, and, and he's shy about it at first. It's not his idea to do it. It's um, It comes out in the school that his mom is a sex therapist, and one of the other characters, uh, I can't remember her name, but she's played by Emma Mackey, comes over and is like, you should you know you should do this and we can make lots of money and he's very hesitant at first because he you know i think he goes to that well what do i know i can't even masturbate what kind of advice can i give but then um he talks to his first quote-unquote client and things go very well and i think he likes he he gets the thrill that i think most therapists get of like being able to help somebody and how rewarding that can feel and i think that's just as driving and inspirational for him as 
reading, you know, reading his mom's information and having an open mother about sex. Right. Yeah. So we don't actually know how much of an influence like his dad had, but he comes from two sex therapists. So it's kind of like, that's interesting. And then he kind of finds this person who wants to capitalize on it. I don't know how to pronounce her name. I don't, I think it's Maeve. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Maeve. Yes. Yeah, and so she's like, okay, cha-ching, like, we can totally make money from you, like, doing this for people. Um, And so it's interesting, and I, I mean, it makes me think of kind of like the broader issue of just adolescent sex and how much is actually known and how parents do or do not talk about sex with their adolescents um, or caregivers or adults in general and like the ideas they have about sex. Yeah, very little. Um, When I was back in grad school, we had to do a research um, study and the one that we, my group did it on was actually on sex education, not the TV show, but actual sex education and um, how what people's perspectives were, what they really wanted from sex education, who they wanted to get their sex education from, but where they were actually getting it from, and how competent people were feeling. And then we also looked at um, different therapists and their their perspectives on being able to provide sex therapy and sex education to clients. And let me tell you, those numbers are, man, they're dismal. Like, our sex, I could go off on a whole soapbox on the sex education in our country. It is deplorable. And not just our country, the entire world. So, I mean, like I said, this show takes place in London, and, or in England anyway. And so you can see there that it's from the kids' reactions and their their desire to learn more. And, you know, because he ends up making a lot of money and having multiple clients. Um, so these kids are obviously wanting to learn more, and they're not getting it from the places that, you know, they really ought to be like parents. And and so what my study found was that why parents don't talk as openly with their kids, and one of the main factors is that they don't actually know either what is real and what's myth and what's, what's facts from hmm, fiction. That's interesting. Yeah, um, because they weren't taught. And so it it's goes back, you know, decade after, or, you know, generation after generation after generation. So we have this trickle-down effect of, like, nobody's talking about it nobody's really teaching the kids about it and sex education should start at a very young age it should you know very like even even i would say three or four years old you should be teaching your kids their body parts the real names not wee wee or hoo-ha or any of that stuff penis vulva vagina clitoris testicles all of those things like they are important to be teaching your your children even at three or four and letting them know like these are your private parts these are just for you to touch I may have to clean them as your parent but you know we're going to talk about what that boundary looks like and then it progresses as it goes forward and again being able to talk about sex in a positive format you know and that doesn't mean you don't get to impart your morals and values you absolutely as a parent have the right to say i would prefer that you wait till marriage i would prefer that you are at least in love with this person or whatever your your preference i would prefer that you were at least this age i just think this age is too young to understand what's going on with your body however if you don't 
here are, I want you, I would prefer you to it safely. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, and make sure that you, and that you can come talk to me about it and that you have a safe place to discuss these things with. Because, man, hormones, hormones are rampant. And you got to remember brain development, too. When you are a teenager, the pleasure center of your brain is much larger than the prefrontal cortex, which is what governs your decision-making skills and your problem-solving skills. So you're, you're, the back of your brain is larger, and it, it takes over. So it's, it can be very difficult to ignore that aspect. And we don't teach our kids about sex you know we tell them don't do it we live very even texas especially is very abstinence only education um for the vast majority of the the school districts and i mean that's that's it's it's been proven time and time and time again that that is not helpful there are studies upon studies upon studies that show abstinence only programs or abstinence plus programs which means they might include something like condom use or birth control um don't work they're just they're non-functional they don't work yeah and it makes sense being open yeah what works is being open i totally agree and i i think it makes sense that those things don't work because of what you just said like brain development Mm -hmm. um just general development in general like what's really important to teenagers um friends relationships all that stuff And then the pleasure center, um, lots of pruning is also going on in the brain. And oh, yeah. so, like, discovering those um, things that are going to give you, not necessarily, like, a high, but kind of, like, turn on, like, the pleasure centers of your brain. Right. Are, I mean, teenagers are going to engage in those things. And so, right. I remember even, like, when I was in high school, we had to get, like, a permission slip for some, like, sex ed thing that they were going to do in our auditorium. And it was very fear-based. Like, yeah. don't have sex or, like, they would show, like, a graphic picture of a penis with, like, chlamydia on it or, like, whatever. And it was yeah. like, yeah, just don't do it because you could die kind of thing. Right. right. <laughs> so it's like... Exactly. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, there's cultural aspects, at least for me, right? Like, I'm... I was raised Catholic and like um, Hispanic people, I feel like, or Mexican-American people, Latinx people. I don't know if there's like this open dialogue in families about sex or like the aspect of like sex positivity in families. Like, ah, that's really rare. I don't think I've come across a family that does that, like has these open conversations with their kids about sex. So, yeah, I totally agree. It is very rare, but it needs to be happening more often. And, and yeah, and, and honestly, I will tell you the study, again, going back to the study that I did in grad school, one of the things that we found was that kids actually would prefer to be learning it from their parents because it does feel safer. It's less, it does feel less embarrassing, and they think that they might know. But where, where kids are learning it from is media, so TV, movies, music, <laughs> Right. Um, all of that and or their friends and now the internet I mean and and you know we all know that the internet is always factual right so, oh of course <laughs> sarcasm there guys just yeah to be, right. just to be clear <laughs> the internet is quite frequently wrong <laughs> so like oh my gosh so wrong and so like <laughs> they're not getting accurate information and 
and again, but then that goes back to but the parents didn't have accurate information either, and so sometimes they don't even know what to tell their kids or what actually happens. I mean, I've gone to different groups, and, and I've had multiple times women ask me, I don't know what the vulva is. Can you help me understand that? Like, and just something as simple as that, or even not understanding, you know, how how the reproductive system itself works like why we have periods and why men have sperm and <laughs> yeah. all of that stuff yeah even like the super biological like stuff from like health right. class or whatever that you're supposed to learn right right that's they incredible people don't know yeah yeah the the other thing i wanted to know a little bit more about from you like your opinion as a sex therapist is um kind of like the difference between mom's therapeutic skills as a sex therapist and Otis's therapeutic skills as a quote-unquote sex therapist from what we can glean we only see mom in a in a few sessions Otis is hands down a much better sex therapist I totally agree with you hands down (laughs) He is so much better than her. It's not even funny. Like, like I said, she's abrasive. She dives right into things and she stays focused on the sexual issues when what we know is that it's so rarely about the sex itself. And Otis, oh, Otis, I love him. I absolutely adore him. I think that he is just the cutest kid and, you know, I, I, he's an, he's amazing. He dives into the relationship and not just the sex. And I'll give an example. There's a lesbian couple on there. And this is one of my favorite um, sex therapy sessions that he does. And it, this couple, they're having trouble having sex. And he says, well, I think it's because there's something going on in your relationship. And one of the, one of the girls is like trying to keep going with the sex therapy. And the other girls is like, you don't know. We have a wonderful relationship. Well, it turns out that that girl who was... Um, kind of hesitant was actually had feelings for somebody else did not like her girlfriend felt like she had to be in a relationship with her girlfriend because they were best friends and they came out as being lesbians at the same time so it it seemed to quote-unquote click and make sense for them but when you know he recognized that your sexual issues aren't about sex it's about your lack of your lack of emotional connection your lack of emotional intimacy you don't you know, and, and it finally comes out. She does not want to be with her partner. She she has a better connection with somebody else, and and so of course, naturally, sex with that person is much better. So, and he focuses like every single one of his sessions are focused on an emotional aspect, and I think that's brilliant. Like he's 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 brilliant. <laughs> he's a yeah. very smart kid. I I love him. I think he's a great therapist. He does get a couple things wrong. Um, Maeve, who is his, who ends up kind of being his, I don't know why I want to use the word pimp, not pimp, but like the person that sets up the meetings with the other people. She's present at a lot of them. So if you wanted to get into like the technicalities of, again, like HIPAA compliance and confidentiality and stuff like that, there are some boundaries that are crossed there. Um, 
and then some of the things that he asked them to do while he does he's very respectful and turns away they aren't things that you would actually have them do in front of you even if you do turn away <laughs> so right. like the, the lesbian couple are grinding on each other in the pool um and and again he turned he, you know he's averted his eyes and turns the other way until they're done but we would not have our couples even remotely touching each other like that in in session um so you know he doesn't get everything right as far as like the legal aspect goes but again he's not a real therapist so it's not like they can come take his license away but he does get a lot of he gets so much other things right he's he's really good yeah, I can really appreciate his focus on, like, communication and how the issue usually is not about, like, the physical aspect of the relationship. Right. Um, and it's... I, I appreciate that about him. And, yeah, do notice now that you're saying it, like, that discrepancy between him and his mom. Like, yes. mom's just like, we're going to go for the jugular and talk about, like, the physical stuff. But it's like, yeah. but really, as a therapist, like, yeah. I think we know better than that. Like, it's usually yeah. not about the thing. It's usually about something else or deeper than that, right? Right. Which goes to show, like, she does have, you know, mom has um, emotional issues. Her husband had an affair with a client, and they, they worked very closely together as partners. So she's emotionally scarred, which is why she has these rotating men going through her house that she just uses for sex and, and whatnot. So she's definitely cut off emotionally, and you can see that in her boundaries as well. That being said, though, you know, countertransference and everything... I mean, most therapists are still going to be able to recognize, like, hey, just because I have my emotions going on doesn't mean I'm not going to dive into the emotional aspect of things for my clients because that's, you know, a, such a large part of it, of what's going on for them. It's, it's like I said, it's very rarely just, it's very rarely about the sex. Sex is usually a, it's a byproduct, you know? It, it can be about just the sex, don't get me wrong, but there's often more to it than that. Yeah, and that's a really good point. Uh, maybe she has some issues that she has not quite worked out that yeah. have to do with emotional stuff and communication stuff. And so maybe that's why she doesn't want to touch it with her clients because she's yeah. just not capable of doing that. Or she has that blind spot as a therapist, which in real life we would address in like consultation and supervision. <laughs> Right. Um, but it's a show. It's a show. So right. <laughs> we're not going right. to get that from her. Right. Um, I also wanted to know. So I, I think the dad is practicing sex therapy, but now in the United States or something. Right. Uh, yeah, I think I think so. Yeah. I just what, what just dawned on me right now. And I don't really know, but it's like, okay, so he got caught having sex with a client. I wonder if there were like legal repercussions for that. And then maybe that's why he left the United States or was he from the United States? Like, I don't know. It just made me think of what the heck happened to his license. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't remember. And it's possible. Like she never turned him in. For having sex with a client, I mean, she might have not. So, you know, it's one of the, if you don't get caught, like, (laughs) not to say that you should do it, but I'm saying, like, you don't lose your license unless you get caught. Right. And then, go ahead, sorry. Yeah, so you you don't know, like, if she ends up telling, and I, I am not familiar with the board's 
in 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 England at all of what they're. I, I assume they have something in place that says you're not allowed to sleep with your clients, and I would assume that something like that would follow you to the states if you were trying to become a therapist over here. I but I I don't know. I can only tell you that here, you know, obviously, you would get your license suspended and and then most likely if it came out that if if it proved that you did have sex with the client you would most likely get your license taken away completely yeah that would totally happen here at least in in the united states and then i think in our ethical code right like if you're a therapist and you know that another therapist is doing something like that you have to report them um, so who knows what happened there, but again, it's fictional, yeah. so who yeah. knows? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. There is a season two coming out there. I think they're doing filming right now and they, um, should start, should start showing the season at the end of this year, early next year. So maybe we'll see a little bit more of dad in the next season and find out like a little bit more of his story. Um, cause we just don't see enough of him. I think we see him all of three times for maybe, five to ten minutes max you know yeah yeah it's kind of a mystery there so maybe we'll find out more that's true um and then finally i just kind of want to get your overall opinion of the show do you think that it's helpful unhelpful good bad damaging to the profession what do you think (laughs) um all of the above oh okay (laughs) that's a fair answer (laughs) I, i do think that it is a very good show like i said i think that it is very smartly written um, it's, I think it's an intelligent show. I think that you're, you know, you're right in that it does speak to the epidemic that we have of not educating our our youth about sex well enough, and that there's clearly a need for it. Clear, you know, these kid, like I said, this kid makes he gets he gets a pretty good chunk of clientele from from his school, and because these kids don't know anything and nobody's taught them and then I I love the portrayal of the fact that he does focus in every single one it's 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 about emotions it's not just about sex you have to tap into what's going on on an emotional level I think um mom kind of does a little bit of a oh shows sex therapists as a as a trope if you will Mm -hmm. you know um and that's kind of annoying but you know, we don't get to see her all that often doing sex therapy. We just get to see her as um, as a mom for the vast majority of the time. And, and hopefully people are able to recognize, like, that's, that's not how people really do things. It's kind of like Meet the Fuckers. Oh, my gosh. That show, Meet <laughs> the Parents yeah. and that mom. That no, <laughs> that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother time. Like sex therapist tropes are all over the place, and it's it is a little bit annoying. But overall, I do think that it's a good show, and I do think that it has a lot to offer. And I and that I do think that people can learn from 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 it if they're able to listen to Otis. <laughs> yeah, it's like focus on Otis and what he does, yes. um, even though. Yes. You know, he doesn't come get it completely right, but right. at least it might be better to focus on that. Like, that's maybe a more realistic portrayal yeah. of sex therapy work. Very Definitely. interesting. Yeah. I'm ready for a season two. I'm really curious to see where they take it now that, well, I won't, I won't leave how Otis ends things at the end of the season, but yeah. <laughs> but you want season two. Yourself. 
he works on himself a little bit. We'll just put it that way. But I'm ready for season two and to see where they take it and and see if maybe mom has calmed down a little bit because he does end up talking to her and I think she she does start to calm down a little bit in the last episode. So we'll see by how much come season two. I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah, I I think we need more information. Yes. <laughs> I think we need some closure for Otis. I think we need this mom to calm down. Like it's yes. just not right. Like we need to yes. see the rest of it. So yeah, definitely. Maybe um, she, maybe he can teach her a few things about how to be a sex therapist. <laughs> right. This is how effective I am. So let me show you what I'm doing right. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well, I think, um, is there anything else that you feel like we missed that we need to cover? Um, I mean, no, I can't, I can't really think of it. We could spend a a session on each and every single session or, you know, an episode on each and every single session that he kind of talks and just go over those different things. But that would take way too long because he, you know, they all have their own really interesting, he. I love that they also show a dynamic. Like, they they look at lesbian relationships. They look at gay relationships. They look at heterosexual relationships. They, you know, they, it's, I like that there's a lot of diversity um, as far as his clientele go. So, yeah. That is true. I appreciated that, um, that they were inclusive of different mm-hmm. types of couples and different types of issues. Um yeah, I I agree. The other thing I wanted to ask you is, I don't know if you want to talk about your getting jiggy with Jen column thing that you do. Yeah. Um, so you can tell us like how to contact you or like yeah. how to get featured. Definitely. So I do. It's it's turning out to be about every other every other week right now, um, and. In our, I work at Houston Relationship Therapy. So on HoustonRelationshipTherapy.com, if you go to the blog section, you'll find Jiggy with Jen, um, which is a kind of a Dear Abby type thing that I do. So people send in their questions. And like you do in Dear Abby, I, I post that question at the top of it. I do edit it to make sure that it's not, that it's de-identified and that, you know, it, it makes sense grammatically and all of that other stuff. So, you know, don't fear that if you send something in, I'm going to be like, so Joe from San Francisco sent this in. It's anonymous. Um, it's anonymous, yes. And so I post a question and then I give my response to it. Um, and what it... It does. It tackles both relationships and sex. So it's not just about sex. Um, it is also about relationships. I've looked at things like um, women that have questions about, like, you know, sexual frustration for women, and like men, men have blue balls. What do women have? I've looked at, you know, can you be in love with more than one person at the same time? Is that possible? So those are some of the questions that I've I've tackled already. Um, I've got some more coming but yeah you can send them into jiggywithjen at gmail.com which is j-i-g-g-y w-i-t-h-j-e-n at gmail.com and um i will you know like i said every other week look for them to come out on relationshiptherapy.com i do have a facebook called jiggy with jen that you can follow that is a public format um and then i'm also on instagram that is a public uh professional format at i think it's Jen Reeves Sex Therapist. So J E N R E E V E S 
S-E-X-T-H-E-R-A-P-I-S-T is my Instagram handle. So you can follow me on that as well. And I do post links to the Jiggy with Jen articles when they come out on there. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. I love it. I'm hoping to turn it into my own podcast or YouTube channel starting at the beginning of next year. But for right now, it's just it's just blog format. So we'll see how that evolves and changes. Awesome. I'm so excited for that. And again, um, I'll post those links on um, the show notes for this episode for the podcast. Thank you. And that way people can contact you whenever they need to and anonymously. So that's so cool. Um, Thank you so much for coming back onto the podcast. I really appreciate it. It's always fun to have you. I always have a lot of fun talking to you, too. I love like. It's so much fun. I love this. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you for having me. Of course, yeah. of course. Anytime. Maybe we can talk about Meet the Fockers or something else another time. <laughs> um, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for your time. And um, that was Jen Reeves, everybody. Thanks. Thank you. One last thank you to Jen Reeves, certified sex therapist based out of Houston, Texas. If you want to get in touch with her or want to find out more about her, I'll put some links up on my website at www.throughtheeyesofatherapist.org. Thanks for listening to Through the Eyes of a Therapist podcast with Crystal Martinez Acosta. Until next time. <laughs>